Pixel Pizza. Did she say pizza?
Your ultimate source for chiptunes, video game talk, and pepperoni. Delivered to you from Los Angeles and into the digital cyberspace of the 2020s. Pizza Power! That's right, when Super Giant Pizza. I want a large, thick crust with double cheese, ham, pepperoni. Pizza time. Welcome back to the Pixel Pizza Podcast, listeners. It is Monday, November 6th, 2023, and you just heard from our chiptune artist of the week, Flipendo. And that was their track, Hyper Hyper Hyperspace. So I hope you enjoyed that one. And now we are here with our interview portion of the show. Very excited to be speaking with this week's guest, the sound designer for 34 Big Things. You may have heard his work in the Red Out Games, Super Inefficient Golf, and Mars or Die. This is Paolo Armao. How are you doing, Paolo? Hey, Jared. Nice to be here. Thank you for this beautiful uh, chat. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about stuff audio stuff right yes totally great when in your life did you know you wanted to work in games well i i was lucky uh because i started thinking that i wanted to work with sound when i was 17 years old that was oh. a lot of time ago actually <laughs> more than 20 years ago um but i spent 15 years working in the movie industry and it was really fun. It was uh, a great opportunity to thinking about to think about processes and design sounds and aesthetics. Uh, but my uh, great passion, as many of my generation were, were video games, so I always had that voice inside. And yeah, <laughs> that's great. What kind of movies did you work on? I worked on animation films. Uh, feature films and documentaries. I'm. I also. Uh, I'm teacher at the National Film School here in Turin, uh, the animation department. So I had the opportunity to meet a lot of great directors uh, working in the animation industry, and it's so good. Animation really opens a lot of opportunities for sound designers, as we're not just trying to represent the real world um, in a hyper-realistic way, but we can really fly with imagination and experiment. Uh, it was a great opportunity to experiment, uh, producing sounds, recording follies, mm. and crazy techniques to produce sounds. Yeah, what was like the craziest or like most fantastical scene or character in an animation you had to come up with sounds for? Oh, when you work with animation, you have every time you work on an animation film, you really have, uh, you know, a completely different story and character. Um, probably one of the most interesting uh, productions I worked on. Uh, 
actually was on a, a film, a very difficult film because the topic it's really interesting, and it was mm. about anorexia. Oh. And I had to um, represent with sound the the idea and the physical feeling of mm. a girl of someone that had anorexia, and it was really touching. It was so. Uh, difficult and humbling to try represent that that it's uh, it's something that that I always that I will always remember uh, apart from that there are many other uh, uh, creatures and it's you know it's probably something uh, that I that I remember is it was a it was like a big uh, human being was like a giant and but it was made of trees and plants oh wow <laughs> so representing the the essence yeah. of this creature was was really challenging right did you have to get like branches and rub them together or something oh yeah of course <laughs> absolutely destroyed my studio oh no <laughs> When you made the transition from working on film to games, what were some of the biggest changes you felt like you had to make? Well, working on on films, it's so um, it's like performing. Uh, the first when you start working on a, on a film, what what we learned from uh, all generation, previous generations of sound designers is uh, that we should really use the guts, right? Mm. Try to uh, improvise and react to what you're watching on screen. And um, that gives a lot of life to the sound you're trying to reproduce. So there is this phase, when you record Foley, there is a phase in which you you watch the screen and you react your body is reacting to uh to what you're watching what you're looking at um with video games this process is a little bit um slower uh, what we do is uh, we can capture uh, scenes from the game just to try and experiment but then when you have to work on in-game sounds, not talking about cinematics, when you have mm -hmm. to work on, on in-game sounds, uh, the process is, includes so many uh, steps that um, that sort of connection with the, with the um, on-screen action is a little bit, you know, uh, it's different. It requires mm. more time, it requires... Uh, the implementation, so what you do after uh, you produce the sound. So we record the sound, we can uh, import them in, a, in a, an audio engine and define the rules uh, that, uh, for the behavior of that sound. So it's, it's a little bit different for me uh, to rather than having a direct connection to the, to the image, to the action on screen. Um, requires more time and and the most difficult part for me at least was to learn how to iterate to accept that the sound is was is not working and so go back 
and rework, re-record, re-perform your sounds um, so that they will sound better. They mm. will match what's happening on the screen. And that requires a lot of patience and, um, yeah, a good amount of meditation as well. Why not? Sure. Yeah, you just... <laughs> You want to feel like I've made it, it's done, but there's there's always so many little tweaks you have to make. Yeah, yeah. You have more time compared to at least to the, the movie uh, workflow here in Italy mm -hmm. where time is not, you know, we don't really have a lot of time when working on a, on a, on a movie. Um, you need to learn how to use your time in a, in, 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 you know, in order to, to get the best. Totally. What's an example of like some iterations you had to make on a particular sound effect? Well, on my uh, latest game, the latest game I worked on, Red Out 2, um, it's, as Daddy mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. and thank you for that. Uh, sure. It's, um, we, it's an anti-gravity racing game. And you have 12 ships and I made on some engines, I made uh, 40 to 50 different iterations just to make, uh, to get to the aesthetics I was looking for. Wow. And yeah, that's, that's an example. Mm -hmm. And while in the past, in 2016, I worked on a VR game. Uh, the name of the game is Blind VR. And it was my first experience in VR. Uh, it wasn't my first experience in VR, but it was my first experience in a VR game. And it's it's a story about a um, blind girl. And so I had to reproduce the sound of the footsteps. And, and I wasn't happy. So I iterated many, many times, went back, re-recorded, uh, just because I wanted to... Uh, provide the feeling of uh, barefoot uh, step sounds sure. for which I, I use uh, some contact mics, some specific mics. They get uh, the sound not through the air as normal microphone, the ones we're using now, but they get this, they capture the sound through the vibration of a specific material. And after many, many attempts and tests that I made, I was able to get through those microphones the sound of, the, of a barefoot mm. uh, as if it was r resonating uh, through your body. That was, you know, uh, my, my, my scope. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine if it's uh, a game or an experience about being blind, uh, the audio would really be especially meaningful I'd have to do the heavy lifting and telling the story oh yeah that's that's uh, we didn't have uh, I didn't want to represent uh, the completely the world of of a blind person because mm -hmm. it's it's really difficult they're so uh, they're so their sense their hearing sense is so developed that uh, we cannot even imagine what it's sure. like to 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 experience the world through the use of sounds but i interviewed many of them i interviewed many um 
people with um, like blind people mm -hmm. and and just got some notes on how they were perceiving and the feelings and how they were experiencing the world and try to translate I think translate is the correct world is not representing the, the, the world for them but translate uh, that perception uh, for a VR game that's great that you really did your research and made it authentic tried to yeah best represent the people who have experienced this well we're so lucky that we do you know this job and it's a great opportunity it's not about just making sounds it's a great opportunity to learn about many things mm. and anything it's a good therapy as well yeah i love that is there a particular genre you really like making audio for well due to my nature to my background of course narrative driven games are uh where at least uh my my uh probably uh, my first uh, they will be my first choice but mm -hmm. i learn how you know i learned to love sci-fi games and unreal worlds uh it's so uh, it's a great opportunity to 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 work with your creativity and to uh, open yourself to many solutions when we represent uh, unreal worlds uh, we really have the opportunity to to make make some create something and the most difficult part is um make it believable right yeah uh i i will say that i don't have a specific specific genre but i have specific approaches and these approaches are they aim to um make believable as i was saying unreal world unreal sonic worlds and as well as to try to know distract the experience there are many theories many papers about sound and sound design and uh, that, that you can find online and quotes uh, where they say sound design is well done when it's unnoticeable mm. and i really believe that that's that's the rule number one it's the number one rule for for uh, sound design and you touched on something earlier that i had wanted to ask about and i think is really interesting which is with red out in particular and i imagine you know other science fiction work as well there must be like a balance you have to strike between making it sound like something that could exist but also something that's, you know, beyond our current time and our world, something that's futuristic. And how do you sort of find that uh, in between? <laughs> um, it's a good question. Is, you know, I never been on a spaceship and I've never been on an anti-gravity ship that races up to 1200 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like and it's I can look for references but I 
the most important thing is look for the feeling that you, you might have. So there is a nice story about, actually it was about the first chapter of Red Out, which was Red Out 1 and it was released in 2016, if I remember well. Mm. And the diff, one of the most difficult, uh, one of the most, the, one of the biggest challenge in Red Out 1 was that, uh, or with the Red Out saga, is that you can race up to 1200 miles per hour and you only have one gear so the sound of the engine can very easily become annoying because you know we can use synth sounds to to produce the the, the to generate the sound of the spaceship but it can really easily become annoying so i had a moment i was involved for that production for red out one i was involved um nine months before the release of the game. So it was really late and I was mm -hmm. looking for solutions. And I thought about, hey, this sounds is really annoying. After you, you cannot play for three hours and hear this buzz, this very precise synth note. What can we do? To, how, what do you experience if you, you know, when you are on a motorcycle and you drive at, I don't know, uh, 200 uh, kilometers per hour sorry for <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's what do you hear and and i realized that you stop almost stop hearing the sound of the engine you can feel the vibration through your body but then what you will hear it's just um distorted noise right the air coming through your ears because of the high speed so I implemented that and in Red Out 1, when you uh, reach uh, predefined speed, you will s gently, the, the, the sound of the engine fades out and you start hearing the noise, you know, distorted noise of the air. And, and for me, it was uh, like a uh, solution that I had to create that I had to find for 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 to solve a big problem for me but it was like a last <laughs> it was like the last uh, last minute choice mm. that I made before while I was mixing the game so the game went out and players really enjoyed that while the fun the fun story is that when I when we released uh, Red Out Two, for which I did a completely different work on 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 the engine sounds, um, and really took me a lot of efforts and budget to get the, uh, to to have this different approach uh, on on our Discord channels and on Reddit, people were uh, actually missing that sound that I didn't implement for Red Out Two. Really. Yeah, they were saying, "What's where's the sound of the of the, the distorted wind?" Because mm -hmm. we miss them. So <laughs> sometimes it's just about the feeling, right? Yeah. Did you go and change it back, or did you stick with what you uh, originally came up with for the sequel? I didn't. I I left uh, for the sequel. I left uh, the 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 implementation, which which mm -hmm. was completely different because. For that specific chapter, we actually use some 
real engine recordings. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and I we I treated them to to uh, to have a completely different experience. Uh, but it, but it's fun, you know. In in some ways, is you created we created a sort of signature uh, using the distorted wind, mm-hmm. and uh, that people were missing. So it's it's always nice. I I love to communicate and to talk to people that play my games and our games, and and you can really get a lot of inspirations from them. But sometimes you have to trust your sure. process. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of process, what is something about your own personal process that nobody knows? Ooh. <laughs> well, I really believe that one of the most difficult um parts aspects of our job is evaluating what you did. So there's a lot about we speak a lot about creating sound assets and techniques behind behind creating sound assets but i really believe that the secret weapon for the best sound designers and we have you know many references and many names that we could give here now uh it's about it's not just about the techniques they use to they use to produce a specific sound and it's more about uh, what happens next. So once you created uh, a specific sound, is how do you treat it and how do you evaluate it? And mm-hmm. that's something that I really care about. It's something that I I was lucky enough to learn when I was young, thanks to uh, great mentors. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's the moment when you sit. And you listen and you honestly and humbly react to what what you just created. Is it good? Is it the right sound? Or do you have a voice inside of you that says, hmm, there's something wrong about it? It's that that is the moment. That's one of the most difficult moments as a sound designer. It's uh, really evaluating and and be uh, sometimes you need to be also trust that voice uh, whether it's it's positive or negative uh, just trust it because that can say a lot about what you're uh, searching for absolutely yeah it's it's hard evaluating yourself because you want to do something great, but at the same time, you don't want to be a perfectionist because then you'll never get it done. Well, there is another thing about perfection. It's nice that you say that. Uh, we, and I suffer from that as well, from perfectionism, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to, to find a different perspective. Um, sometimes I, th- I feel that both in sound design for video games, music composition, music production in general, we tend to be perfectionists. So, you know, looking for perfection, from looking for perfection can make, uh, uh, can kill the sound. We need, as human being, we need life. And life is not perfect, mm. right? It's that little 
um, those details uh, that are dirt, right? They actually introduce life to sound or to music. It's, you know, even now all the music is produced on click following grid and it's perfect, but actually what we're missing sometimes, what I personally miss is the fact that the drummer can be a little bit late mm -hmm. or, you know, there is that little accent that comes at, at the wrong moment that makes music alive. And that's the same thing with sound effects. So it's not just looking for perfection, it's looking for something that sounds alive. That's really special, making it alive. Yeah. All right, Paolo, I think now is a good time for us to take our musical break for the episode. We are going to be hearing once again from Flipendo, and that track is Space Cartel. Welcome back to the Pixel Pizza Podcast. You just listened to Space Cartel from our chiptune artist, Flipendo. And now we are back with our conversation with Paolo. So what would you say is like a day in the life for you? Well, I'm, I'm lucky enough uh, at the moment. Um, I, <laughs> I, I live in an apartment uh, and I have a studio on the underground floor. Um, so it's my space. I invested a lot, not, not just economically speaking, uh, mm. but energy wise. And so when I wake up, I 
I can start uh, very easily can start producing uh, my sounds. Uh, at the moment, at three, four big things, I work with a beautiful team made by four wonderful uh, professionals, and we usually have a quick morning uh, sync up uh, where we. Uh, define we speak about you know sometimes we speak about how how our weekend went and and stuff some personal things and then we we just share about what we're going to do and we have some we share some updates about what we did and but that has to be very very uh, quick because uh, it's morning is is a good moment to Good uh, morning are uh, the mornings are good for uh, for quick processes. I I I I, I think mm -hmm. um, while afternoons are really good for for more creative stuff. More when you time slow down, uh, and and so I tend to leave mornings for the meetings and and afternoons for all the creative processes. Um, I create sounds and uh, I manage other uh, all the processes here, three audio processes here at uh, three four big things, and um, so that includes managing, um, dealing with music artists, defining the the scopes for uh, for the deliveries. It really depends on on the production process if if you are uh, in a pre-production process there is a lot of documentation involved so you look for references you define the, um, the, the the scopes and where you want the aesthetics for the game while if you are in a production process you start you probably you spend a lot of time producing assets checking the assets you produced and uh, so yeah that's that's the nice thing about video games also it's that your days are always different and you exp you wake up and you expect to do something specific that day and then <laughs> something else happens and and you have to change your priorities so it's it's really fun for sure and what does your studio look like what kind of instruments and tools do you have in there I have, um, I don't have a lot of, I don't have synthesizers. I have uh, this little room that I use to record sounds. Um, I have, I use a lot of microphones, different microphones and, and different softwares and plugins. Um, I try to not be a slave of technology. Uh, technology is a beautiful it's 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 a tool and it's amazing that we have so many technologies at our mm -hmm. disposal but i tend to to not become a slave so it's i think it's quite common to fall in love about a specific technology um but i don't i don't want to just fall in love with a specific te technology and use it just because I love it. Uh, I want to use it because it works. 
So the deal is always, uh, it's, there is a deal between creativity and technology, I believe. And yeah. it's, it's a specific moment we're living in this specific moment we're living in, um, where we have the AI right. and, and we're all scared that AI will steal, you know, our, uh, jobs. And mm -hmm. I think it's a great opportunity as many technologies, uh, did in the past, in the past 15, 20 years. Um, the worst thing that can happen is if we turn off our brains and we just let the AI do what we were doing earlier. Because again, as we were saying earlier, it's the nice thing is about making it, making it sound alive. And that's really difficult. I made some experiments with AI voices and they are an amazing tool. So you can generate, it's a text to speech uh, tools and it's really, it's really useful if you want to test, if you want to test how many dialogues and lines you want to have in a specific scene uh, or sequence. But the little, details that a, a real human voice can bring today at the moment they're not um absolutely it's really hard to 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 obtain those details with it with an ai voice yeah like the breaths the grunts the stutterings you know yeah all the little details uh i i was reading a book a few months ago that was saying void like words are just like 16 beats hmm um of that we're using to communicate we have so many details that we can grab as human me uh, as human beings from a voice we can know if someone is scared yeah. maybe my voice at the moment is a little bit you know hesitant because i'm excited about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> the listeners will get that information They'll, their their brain will process that information and you can generate AI voices at the moment, but it's really hard to generate those kind of details. Yeah. Secretly, I hope we never will. <laughs> Just so voice actors can Same keep here. the jobs. <laughs> Same here. Absolutely love what the actors are doing on video games. We have so many yeah. great examples. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when you were making Red Out 2, what were you setting out to do that you didn't or you couldn't since you didn't have as much time with the original? Right. That's a good one. Um, we, I didn't create a specific sound for, for, so in, in Red Out 1, we had 12 ships as well as in Red Out 2. While in Red Out 1, I only have one single sound for all, for all the ships. So I, was in, I wanted to create a specific uh, characterization for each ship, but I didn't have uh, the opportunity, the time to do that. And that was my first uh, rule for Red Out 2. I said I went to the, my producers and... Uh, the management and they said okay this time we're gonna have a specific sound for each ship so uh 
I went through all the lore of the game, uh, the documentation that Game Director produced, and I uh, built my own system. And, and I thought, okay, so in Redout 2, we have 12 ships, and those ships, they, they come from different countries of today's world. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was to um, tell with sound the different uh, technologies this country developed. But at the same time, keeping some uh, sonic qualities that we have for today's sound engines. So we have some, for example, um, some cars and uh, motorcycles coming from, from Asia, they have high notes, they get to very high RPMs, oh. and they're famous for that. While uh, V6 engines from United States, they have a very specific sound, like trucks and SUVs. And, and in Italy, we have Lamborghini and Ferrari that has they have a very specific sound. Um, you can almost recognize them. If you know a little bit about the Ferrari sound, uh, as, as I do or as we do in Italy, you know that there is a Ferrari. Just if you hear the sound, you will, you will know there is a Ferrari. It's, mm. it's, it's a signature sound. Sure. So I wanted to bring these qualities uh, and to assign them to, to the specific teams in Redout 2. So I started from collecting some sounds that I was, they were representing the qualities of today's engines, as well as some technologies that might have, might will be developed by these uh, companies in the, in the next years. And, and it was curious to, to, to see that uh, actually, even if I treated these sounds and I processed them and I did many, many things, and sorry for uh, who created that sounds, uh, but still they are recognizable. You can hear uh, that that sound is a sound from a V6 uh, big truck produced in the United States, or it's a very... Uh, precise notes from a Ferrari or Lamborghini. It's really cool. You can check. There is some, there, there are some videos online. Some people uh, on YouTube, they captured uh, all the different sound engines and you can check them. It's, it's interesting to check that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd be very interested to hear the differences between different cars throughout the world, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so another thing I was curious about is the challenges of, you touched on this earlier, making sounds for like such a high speed game, especially because I imagine with Red Out from what I've played and what I've seen, it's, there can be like a lot of things going on at once. There can be collisions happening. There can be like cars whizzing by each other. Uh, how do you sort of, when you're doing the mixing and coming up with the sounds, Keep that in mind. Uh, well, I, I believe that to design a, um, a great experience, um, we need to respect 
the players and and try to connect uh, with what they will exp what they will enjoy and what they will experience while playing the game. In Red Out 2, I identified that the we have at least two different circumstances that a player can experience. Uh, the first one is driving alone because the the player is so is very good or because is driving a specific uh, uh, race event which is time-based rather than um, a race with competitors. And uh, for that specific, um, let's call it driving experience, uh, we don't really need to hear um, many details. Uh, we decided to focus more on the, on the flow experience. Um, so there are some rules that depending on what happens, change the mix um, so that the sound design aligns with the music. And it will create a sort of, the attempt is try to create a sort of uh, trance experience. You need Ooh. to be in the flow. Yeah. Okay? While when you are driving with someone behind you, um, you really need to uh, be aware of it. And, and it's more important to hear the world around you rather than hearing, th than experiencing this flow trance state. So the mix changes dynamically depending on some rules that, that I defined with, with the uh, game audio programmer. And uh, we detect what's the condition and we change the mix uh, trying to deliver the most important thing to listen to at that specific moment that's awesome and yeah. this is the pixel pizza podcast where is your favorite pizza place ah okay okay so my favorite pizza place here in torino is called ortiga and it's really, it's true Napolitan pizza experience. We don't put any pineapple, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I imagine in Italy you have, you're, you're spoiled for great pizza places. There's a too, mil, too many good choices. But I found great pizza in the United States as well. So there's Oh, really? Nothing... Oh, I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. good. So we're not terrible compared to no i mean you're terrible as we are when we make hamburgers <laughs> very fair <laughs> very fair no 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 it's it's beautiful the world is becoming you know nice because uh yes maybe the true pizza is is has some specific ingredients and processes but it's it's always nice to experience how different dishes uh, are uh, uh, influenced by, by other uh, cultures, right? It's good. Mm -hmm. Totally. It goes back to what you were saying about uh, different cars in different parts of the world and how they sound different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Paolo. Where Thanks. can people keep track of you and your work? 
thank you, Jared. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can uh, check my website is www.paoloarmao.com, paoloarmao.com, or you can reach reach out me uh, on social networks X. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, whenever you want. I'm always happy to speak about sound, to hear your ideas, share some ideas. So feel free to contact me. That's great. I will let everybody know in the show description. And thank you once again for taking the time to chat with me today. Jared, thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate what you're doing. Of course. I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, so then... Next week, we'll be back with a brand new episode and guest. So hope you look forward to that, listeners. And now we are going to sign off with one more track from Flipendo, and that is called Stellar. So hope you enjoy that. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.